0: And welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan, and I've got a two-parter today, I suppose. First up, we have an interview with uh, Ganglians, a Sheffield-based pop-punk math-rock band with strong core connections. And then I talked to Mary Hickson, the director of Sounds from a Safe Harbour post-festival. So a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed Mary about eight days before the festival and It was all supposed to be for this podcast, but the leads kind of gave out on me. And so I managed to salvage a lot of it and transcribe it for uh, my website, thepointofeverything.com. So you can read uh, that interview there. Uh, Really, really enjoyed talking to her. So I thought, who better to talk to post Sounds from a Safe Arbor than the director of the festival herself? So she had been at uh, the National up in Dublin, uh, a couple of nights before. So I think that all of that together, she was kind of still coming down, but, um, it was an amazing weekend. Sounds from a safe Harbor. Like anybody who was there will tell you that it, it just felt really, really special. I got to see Lisa Hannigan, uh, with Aaron Desner and Andre de Ritter, the composer, uh, with, uh, the RT. I think it's the symphony orchestra and that was in Cork Opera House, And that was just unbelievable. Uh, and then on the Saturday, two days later, I got to see The National in Cork Opera House as well. Uh, I didn't get to see Justin Vernon, which someone said was the greatest gig of their lives. And so the fact that I'm still like, oh, my God, Sands of like say Harbour was amazing. And I didn't even get near to going to see Bonnie Verable will tell you just how. How great it was! I saw loads and loads of other stuff as well. Um, so I talk a little bit about that. One thing with Mary Hickson. One thing that we do talk about is uh, Justin Vernon, Bonnie uh playing with S. Carey, the drummer in his band. On uh, it was kind of like a two piano show in Cork School of Music, which I didn't get to go to. Which it was kind of like a secret show and just cues out the door, and it was supposed to have been unbelievable. But first up, uh we're talking to ganglians. It's Emero Donovan, uh Chris and Brian Scally. Uh they they'll introduce themselves, don't worry. Uh they're on an Irish tour, uh in support of their brand new EP, Thirsty, which they just released. It's their second EP. They're playing Clan and Guilty International Guitar Festival over the weekend. So I talked to so I talked to them uh at Brian's house because he's from Clan and Guilty. Uh they're on an Irish tour. They're playing the Barry in Dublin on the 27th of September, The Poor Relation in Cork on the 28th, Pharmacia in Limerick on the 29th, and The rochine Dove in Galway on the 30th of September. So if you're listening to the podcast promptly and you're like, oh, thanks for informing me on, no problem. So let's just get to ganglians. And then straight after that, it's going to be a chat with Mary Hickson post Sounds from a Safe Harbour. What, what a good couple of weekends for... Uh, music festivals in Cork, Clonacilty International Guitar Festival, got to see Otherkin, whose debut album is coming out uh, this Friday, and I got to see Ganglians, and lots of other good stuff, including uh, Sam Clegg and his dad Les uh, in the Emmett nightclub, which anybody who's from that area will, will definitely know, and it was certainly surprising to see these uh, two acoustic-toting uh, folks <laughs> on, the, on the nightclub dance floor so yeah that was really good and sounds say safe forever you'll you'll hear what me and mary have to say about that it was unbelievable so first up it's ganglians so um ganglians do you want to introduce yourselves just so that people know your your voices
1: <laughs> hi i'm emir i play bass in ganglians
2: is that it? That's it. That's all I have to say. Uh, my name is Brian, and I play drums and sing in ganglions also. I uh, sing as well. Yeah, Ian <laughs> <laughs> and
3: Brian do most of the singing. I'm Chris, I play guitar in ganglions. No singing? Uh, a small amount of singing. Um, complimentary singing to just accentuate certain parts. <laughs> I'd say it's about
2: 5%. Yeah.
3: 5% singing? Yeah. yeah if oh, I you... said more than that. Oh,
4: okay. Five or six, twelve percent.
0: Is this actually something that like you do think about? Like, oh, Chris, you have to sing more on this song, or are you just like, I am not. You know, I don't need to sing. You <coughs> guys are the singers.
3: I would like to sing more, but my brain won't
2: allow me to play guitar and sing at the same time. Oh really? Oh, yeah, I, I. Well, of... the, I think Chris has the hardest job in ganglians, which is writing the jangliest riffs and yeah. uh, you know <laughs> yeah. being as tight as he can. I think I would prefer to like play the guitar.
3: Like parts correctly rather than like try and multitask. But it's something I want to work on. I want to, like, um, yeah, just sit in a room, play guitar and sing at the same time. I think I need think to I need start to, like yeah.
1: a Jack Johnson solo career type thing. Yeah, yeah. That's your calling.
3: Whereas Ema and Brian both have, have to split their brain down the middle <laughs> of, of
0: musical instrument and vocals. So, gee, enjoy splitting it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fun when you're doing it um, or planning to do it. I tend to kind of not give myself a choice in uh, doing it or not. It's like, this is something you have to do, play and sing at the same time, even if it's difficult. So just learn how to do it and do it. (laughs) It makes it kind of challenging.
0: Have you ever like completely messed up like a drum part while you're singing? Yeah, definitely. definitely. As in like completely lost the, the rhythm?
2: Not live. No, I think I, we, so. I think you practice it enough to to get it. And I go in and practice on my own, like shout away to myself yeah. and play <laughs> drums. And like, yeah, I'm I'm okay at imagining the song in my head if mm. I have to do that. There was a
3: h- hilarious thing where we wrote a song for the latest EP, Thirsty, um, and we recorded it without ever practicing it in a room together with vocals. So me and Emma went away for two months, came back, and well, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and Brian had to like sing the drum part sing and play the drums live without ever having practised it. So we, we yeah. kind of committed to recording it um,
2: without knowing whether we could do it together. <laughs> yeah. It was a time pressure thing. It was like, Chris and Nima were leaving, we had one more song to record and it didn't have any vocals, so one day we locked ourselves in the room, made us ourselves record the vocals. Yeah, uh, just like
1: wrote them and recorded them on the yeah, same day. So
2: I never played them and sang them at the same time and then had to force myself to learn how to do that when they got back, which was pretty difficult.
4: <laughs>
2: Especially because it's, like, it's a, a pretty heavy song, and I had to shout my way through it. Um, I had to actually have a few cans and then shout my way through <laughs> at, at about midnight. yeah,
3: we went, we went for a Thai curry and yeah. drank, some, drank some pints, and then came back, <laughs> and Brian had to shout into a cupboard. Let's get in the zone. Get in character. Then, yeah. Yeah.
2: What song was that? It's called My Wife Won't Stop Flirting With Me.
0: Oh, okay. I, like, yeah, the new EP Thirsty uh, just released yesterday as we're recording. Um, and it's very funny. And that song is probably the one that, like, I've laughed a lot every time. <laughs> every time that I've listened to it, I can't stop laughing. Like, how autobiographical is it, I guess?
2: <laughs> Brian, is it your is, uh, it, is, it, is it your lyrics? No, none of us have wives. Um, I I, do. I think Ema's pretty good at explaining what the song is about.
1: <laughs> okay, well... It's basically to do with... How, how it started was Chris kept getting this spam email and the title was My Wife Won't Stop Flirting With Me and it was from this um, Pastor Randy who's like this Christian man that was like emailing Chris and kind of being like, hey, you should watch this video to see what made my wife go crazy. She just won't stop flirting with me and... Um, but obviously we didn't watch the video. Yeah, never <laughs> and, click on those links. Yes, yeah, yeah, Obviously. I never
3: give my credit card details to watch a video online. <laughs> so I kind of written a riff and then we had this title for a song and it kind of yeah. went, it came from, from yeah. that, but then...
1: So yeah. then we, we kind of, we wanted to like figure out what we wanted it to be about and it's kind of like taking the, the like point of view of a character who... um
2: his relationships not exactly going the yeah. way he wants it <laughs> yeah. with his wife, but he's like
1: he's like looking for advice about it in like magazines and like clickbait articles and stuff like that, and they're all shit because that's what's in the world is just like shitty articles and like Cosmo magazines and stuff where people are like, oh, you should be doing this or else your relationship's a failure, and like just yeah the, or
3: like top 10 sex tips yeah these like just yeah, yeah. <laughs> listicles for everything you need to be doing to yeah like and it's all like it's all like
1: completely conflicting but like people just want to like keep the machine going of like more and more like, advice yeah. and like magazines that you have to buy in yeah sells clothes sell magazines
3: and sells magazines
2: yeah. yeah. sells tv mm-hmm. shows like,
1: exactly yeah. yeah it sells everything it's uh-huh. like yeah. Agony Ant
2: stuff. Like, why is The Guardian doing Agony Ant stuff? I stopped following them because of that. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I want the news. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Just the media
1: in general. Alone.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, well, so, I, would, I wouldn't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I thought that it was just, like, a very <laughs> funny song, and now it's very serious. I mean,
1: we're, we're glad that it's funny, because, yeah. like, we were worried that people would just take it seriously and think it's just like saying that women are shit and because that's kind of what it is as well but it's in fact
0: i like that you're thinking like it's not just you're, you're looking at like different themes to write about and mm-hmm. sing about and like uh like even P on the peas just, pee, just yeah. one. One's not enough. <laughs> and then you've got like the the voice clip from like a movie or something is that mm-hmm. running through it
2: yeah it's just at the start and the end um is well, that E or is it like? No, some... it's it's actually a movie book called um, Love and Friendship by Witt Stillman, who's one of my favorite directors. He's only got about five movies, um, but they're all great. And it's a period drama about peas. Yeah, isn't it's like it? a comedy <laughs> period drama. It's really cool. It was on Netflix for a bit, but I don't know if it's still. No, right. it still is. And it's filmed in Ireland, actually filmed oh. around Dublin. Mad. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so what, what usually happens with our songs? Um, in the vein of not taking ourselves too seriously is we get inspired by something that we read or that we see. That's really stupid usually. Yeah, usually something that's really stupid, like restaurant menus (laughs) or like slow lunch. That's taken right off of a road sign we saw in Manchester, which had like a hand pointing to the left and said slow lunch. And I was like, that's the most ridiculous road sign I've ever seen. But then, yeah, so uh, we try to pair these stupid, funny things that we see with... um, you know... Really deep in You're so deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I don't ever goes deep. We no. just like, we'd
3: sit in a room together and scroll things
2: on a yeah. notepad for like... It ends up being yeah. semi-serious, I think, yeah. most of the songs. And I hate taking bands too seriously because yeah. I don't have any fun when that happens. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and the movie quote, um, we already had a song that was called Peas. Emu came up with that uh, based on a totally different um, movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... I was watching this movie and this guy just had this went on this little spiel about peas and it was hilarious and I just put it in the song and It's great. We had we had issues or we had worries about
3: um, yeah. copyright. Yeah, but fuck. it's gonna be fine. It's fine. It's It's grand. fine. Don't it's grand. Get it.
0: <laughs> it's grand. Just I'm don't sure send it to this filmmaker. <laughs> I
2: think he's gonna be really sound if we do, you know. I think he would have let us use it, but it's probably not his <laughs> <laughs> We'll send
3: we'll send them a tape. Yeah, <laughs> say sorry. Maybe, yeah. Not. Maybe not. I hope he's not listening to this.
0: <laughs> it, it is kind of the the idea of just taking like uh, silly ideas from like road signs and stuff like that. Was that something that was there at the start, or is it just something that like see however we write the songs? You know, um, it can be any any which way.
1: I think it's kind of we always <laughs> write the lyrics last. Like we're quite a like instrumental focused band. Um, but I mean, obviously, we're like all into our vocals and our like pop melodies and stuff as well. But like, it's always like instrumental first, and then we just look around for stuff to write lyrics about, basically.
2: <laughs> well, I don't think we intentionally do it. It's like we could I be we were in, in in a cafe in Leeds and uh, having dinner, and uh, the menus written. Hilariously, like try yeah. oh, this dish, it's very popular. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. very
1: nice. It's yeah. like it was like Turkish Mediterranean kind of it, oh restaurant. Oh yeah, it's delish. Cafe Orne's. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Cafe Orne's. <laughs> oh, but it's place. it's like it's unbelievable. But like the the menu's like clearly written by someone who like English is not their first language. So like describe what something is and then be like very nice chef number one or something like that, um, and we just. Basically but, ripped it off completely. Yeah. <laughs> just no, took, out, took out any reference to food and yeah. just. Yeah.
3: Used There's food. some serious ones. Like Brian wrote one about. Well, Brian Ema wrote one about George Hook being a. Oh an yeah.
1: Idiot. Um, yeah. Say
3: no more. Topical. is Inspired
1: by George Hook.
0: <laughs> and brand new song. No. No, it's first from the first one of on the oldies. Yeah. oh right. Mm-hmm.
2: about George Hook. Yeah. 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 He yeah, was, was cool. cool before he was suspended.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he's back now. Is he? It's going to be on the weekends. Let's let's hold our. <laughs> hold your tongue we'll Sorry. You another one <laughs> um, so yeah the EP you've released it on cassettes as uh-huh. well uh-huh. tell me about that decision <laughs>
1: well we wanted we wanted to do vinyl and uh, it was too expensive and um, is vinyl really expensive
0: to get done? Yeah, it's like it's the cool thing to do, but it like it's, it is. A it's big expensive, price and it's
1: issue. also like your pressing time can be like three to six yeah. months, if not longer. And we just wanted to get it out. Three to six months yeah. because
3: of the of record store day and like yeah. the, the kind of rise of vinyl again, which is great. But yeah. like it's it, kind of meant that solo people or like independent labels find it really difficult to mm. actually get stuff pressed because it's taken up by mm. sort of like repressings K.P. of stuff like or like singles. Edition record
2: store day single Whatever. Yeah, we definitely need a label to front the money <coughs> yeah. we wouldn't be able to afford ourselves
3: and we just know people have done it and have loads of records left under their bed and stuff yeah, like that yeah space right. yeah so we kind of yeah we wanted to we wanted to do something that was a physical thing people like come to shows and want to like support bands and stuff mm. but uh, so we wanted to have something that was physical it was a there was a, a rift in Ganglion's on who was up for tapes. Me and Emma were both up for tapes, Chris yeah. and were up for tapes, but was not. Brian oh. was not up for tapes. <laughs> yeah. Brian's a, a millennial the, and disbelieving. Yeah, yeah. He'd the never
1: seen a tape before we made
3: this. One. Yeah, mm, no, have you seen those videos of people like looking it. at tapes and shaking them and wondering where like the Orcs input is? <laughs> okay, that, I, can that was you, I can tell you,
2: <laughs> three tapes I had when I was younger. She Hates Me, Puddle of Mud, uh, Bad Michael Jackson, oh. and A Little Respect, the weedest version. That's not they go uh, all on taste. tape and I enjoyed them <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, no wonder you turned against them <laughs> yeah
2: that's true
1: <laughs> but there's a real like DIY thing of tapes as well and like people just like punk bands and stuff making tapes and more experimental musicians making tapes and stuff so it's kind of I don't know it's kind it's of nice. DIY thing too. I think
2: they look really nice yeah I, now I'm okay with the idea. Um, I would never buy one. <laughs> <laughs> but please, buy our tape. No, like, yeah, look, if you like that sort of thing, it's just not my thing. Did, I, I find it funny that
0: like, bands don't really do CDs anymore. Mm-hmm. Did you like talk about that at all, or is it just like, I don't buy... Yeah, yeah Like you buy would them. buy tapes before you would buy CDs?
3: I think like, having tapes is kind of <coughs> quirky, a little bit quirky, and it's like so dinky... I don't know, there's something about tapes that made it a bit silly and kind of fit with like, is not taking ourselves too seriously. And it's not expensive to buy. Yeah, not expensive to buy.
2: Like, you know, from
3: us. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) I think the plan is to, next thing that we do, put something out on vinyl and then maybe do an album and put that on vinyl. But digital, like everyone, it's so accessible, Bandcamp is amazing for people downloading stuff. The tape comes with like digital downloads of both the things. So it's kind of if you have a tape player or you want to get a tape player, like do that. But you'll you'll still get everything in high fidelity digital yes. that you can listen to. <laughs> such a salesman. Yeah, but I, we listen to it at home. We have a tape player at home, and it it's, it sounds it adds something to it. Like going from digital to like analog and having like having it on yeah on a on a format kind of has changed the sound of it, and it's quite, yeah it's I yeah it's interesting yeah. to like listen to and.
1: And it's um, just nice, I think, to like sit down and put something on as opposed to, like, just press and play on a laptop. Yeah. Like, you're, like, actively, like, sitting down and listening to something. Yeah, I think it's
3: just, yeah, similar sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a bit different from every day, so it makes it maybe a different listening experience or something like that. So true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Emery, you mentioned, uh, like, DIY earlier and cassettes being a part of that. Like, from what I see of ganglians uh, on the old internet, uh, it does seem like both ye and, like, the Sheffield scene, because that's where you're based, is very much kind of a DIY thing mm-hmm. um is it good to be a part of that
2: yes it's yeah. Yeah. the best like <laughs> we,
0: we, was that like one part of the band that you were like talking about at the start like uh
1: well we i mean we we i want to say we probably wouldn't exist if it wasn't for like well maybe we would exist if it wasn't for like DOI, like audacious um because like the so audacious Art experiment who've and the it's the label that's putting out the tape and um, that's also like a practice room in Sheffield that's kind of collectively run, a bit like Print Shop was in Cork, basically, like that same kind of idea. Um, so that was a huge thing, kind of, you know, I mean, we've all been in bands before. So it wasn't like, oh, my God, I could start a band. Like, it wasn't like that. But there was kind of an element of like, you know, there's like a supportive crowd of people who just come to gigs and like want people to start bands and like want to see people's new bands, um as opposed to like this really kind of you know kind of like almost like amateur professional band kind of like where people are trying to get record deals and stuff like that and you know it's like more competitive like people trying to like build up fan bases and put on like play gigs in pubs and stuff like that so it's it's kind of like like an antidote to that which is really nice
0: and so like what like i think that i've talked with you about it before kind of the comparisons between sheffield and cork before but like can you still see them
1: Mm, what kind of comparisons (laughs) <laughs> just musically
0: I suppose. Like I mean it's pretty much the same size as well, isn't it? It's like 000, oh, a hundred thousand, maybe just. Bigger? A, is it's, it bigger?
1: Yeah, I don't know what the population is, but it's definitely a bigger city than Cork. Um
0: I think there's
3: like obviously people in Cork from my experience are coming to Cork and seeing... people take it very seriously, but it's kind of it's the community it's around the communities and bands like falling in with one another and playing in each other's bands and there's like a lot of support um for for musicians and, and in the same in Sheffield that like yeah. the, like Emma says that <clears throat> that you can go to a gig and you'll see familiar faces and, yeah. and people will support other people's bands and new bands form out of like collaborations and stuff and people just getting together in the space and, mm-hmm. and playing together and stuff like that so
1: yeah
3: I think there are but then
1: I think as well I think Sheffield is big enough to have like different music scenes like a DIY scene and then kind of like a more indie rock like laddie kind of scene and a, like a I don't know.
2: There's like an emo y kind of yeah, yeah. hardcore there's scene. There's a metal scene, Sheffield, there's so. like
1: a kind of a reggae Well, I mean, it's sort of What kind of records scene. and electronic yeah. music like, experimental like, stuff in I feel like in Cork you don't really have that. Everyone kind okay. of mixes together and cross pollinates. Whereas in Sheffield you can actually be separate and kind of like miss out on things or not know about things.
0: Of course I suppose Arctic monkeys are from Sheffield. So you're always gonna have that indie
3: hmm, It's a
0: very right? lad thing, is it? Mm.
3: I, I think aim so. a rails against five lads, white lads in a band playing yeah. indie music. Yeah. Which I think I guess everyone should.
1: There's plenty. There's a <laughs> lot. You don't need any more. <laughs> yeah. I don't
2: think Arctic Monkeys, I've never even heard them mentioned. When I've, I live in Leeds, so when I come to Sheffield, I've never heard them mentioned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how big a part of it is, is them mm. for, for me being yeah. in Sheffield. Oh man, yeah.
0: I'm a big Arctic Monkeys this? fan. If I went over to Sheffield, I'd just, I'd just be like, <laughs> show me everything. Show <laughs> the me the only, boardwalk.
1: The only... Um, time I ever hear about Arctic Monkeys is when people say, Did you know they played their first gig upstairs in the grapes? Like four people have told me that. I'm like, yeah.
0: And were they actually there or are they just is that like uh you know um what Sir Henry's is to like Nirvana you know Nirvana No I'm trying to I was there.
1: It's more like I would I would say it's it I'm trying to describe what this pub is like. It's like an Irish pub in Sheffield. And it's almost like it is like an Irish pub. It's like Mr. Bradleys or something like back when it was Mr. Bradleys. Oh okay. Like with that little room on the side with like pictures yeah. of JFK in it. Like it's a bit like that. Um, but then they used to have like a room upstairs where they had like tiny little gigs of like forty capacity or something like that. Wow. But now they've turned it into like an apartment for the landlady to live in. Oh,
0: so I can't do that. Do that on my. Well, where I I do just like, tour. No. Yeah, can I just knock on the door. Yeah, wish <laughs> she gets it all the time. So how did Ganglion started, start? Start? Uh. So how oh, did yeah. Ganglion start? It was about two years ago or something.
1: Yeah, so um, uh, I moved to Sheffield, where Chris already lived. From Cork. From Cork, yeah. And Big Brian move. had just moved from Edinburgh. Yep. Originally from Cork. To Leeds. To Leeds. Around the same time. And we went to a punk rock gig.
2: Yeah, in the Hill Social Club in Leeds. Oh. It so the, the like, best like, music venue going. That was like... Really? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, Everyone yeah. who comes through there, every band says it sounds yeah. the best. I would see it on
0: bands. Same, I knew it's the name so
2: long before I got to Leeds. And then I saw the place and I was like, this is it! Like, It's got like this big open car park and it looks really small from the edge of the car park. Then you go yeah. up and it's like this kind of like working men's, working social, men's club. social club on the right hand side. And then on the left, you've just got this huge, beautiful venue it yeah. sounds amazing. What is it, like
1: 300, 400 Like that, large.
2: yeah. Really and the beer's
3: is good, and they've got oh, that's so good good food, and they do Pizza's. good
1: booking, yeah. and just yeah. And the fish. sound
3: there, yeah, Pine Grove played there, and like they've been back about three times, and yeah. every time they say it's like the best mm-hmm. venue, best sound they've played. I think they poached the the sound guy to to do mm-hmm. to, tour wow. to wow. with them because they, they yeah because yeah. yeah, they like the sound so much. Oh,
2: so of am Primavera so cool. and the uh, what's his, Nathan I think from the Brood and Alberts doing sound for them there. Oh, yeah. right, right. right. So that's pretty cool. Wow! Yeah. So
0: they get good bands, good sound <laughs> <laughs> engineers.
2: That kind of like smack know. bang in like the student kind of area of uh, Leeds, which looks sketchy. Is how like uh, I lived there for a year. It was pretty fun. I wouldn't live there again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it's not even in the city center, which is cool as well. So
3: yeah, yeah. So we People. we all went to a punk rock show, and then what was a punk? punk? What was the band? Uh, it was, an was out, called Out of there? Spike a punk festival run and it was like Martha played, played. Marissa played yeah. and I can't remember who else played
1: <laughs> Brian's re-
3: Brian's repping a Martha yeah, t-shirt it was
1: like, it was like uh, Chris and Brian's first time meeting it was my first time hanging out with Brian since moving to the UK and they like had loads of musical mm-hmm. interests in common and we're like oh yeah do you like this band blah 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 and then we were like let's jam
3: yeah oh, so I I think I've been, I've been playing guitar for ages but I'd started writing some new stuff based on like I'd started listening to more um Bands, had like introduced me to Enemies. Um and so uh we like me and Emer had had a couple of jams and then sent some tracks to Brian and said, Do you wanna do you wanna practice? And we had a jam and it went it went pretty well. Yeah. We wrote one song that sounds like well we called it enemies, it sounds a bit like enemies. <laughs> like, and another uh, last <laughs> and another song that was like a, 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 a The Bronx like tune, the Bronx, yeah, know. but we, we dropped that one, we yeah. realised we weren't there. We you could start a hardcore band a different yeah, time. Yeah, I think that's a dream, me and yeah. Brian, to start <laughs> a hardcore <concert. laughs> yeah. band. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's, yeah, had one jam and was like, that's great. And then our first gig was, was it 2016? January 2016. January 2016 at the
4: Audacious Art Experiment. <laughs> <so> that, <laughs> at the
3: venue. <laughs> Bailey is excited. Um, <laughs> Bailey loves Deanna, Your biggest fan. <laughs> and it was Ema's birthday and we had a, a joint sort of birthday party with uh, a friend and we played and Ema obviously her prerogative put, put us on to play that. So that was our first gig in mm-hmm. January twenty sixteen. But um, yeah, we all have similar music interests and it kinda of, it seemed to work and we're
4: Yeah. All...
2: yeah I was looking for a band when I moved to Leeds. Um, and then these guys were May I... My, my saviours. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so have you done, like, UK tours? Is this your first Irish tour, by the way? This is our first Irish this tour. Week? We've
1: played Cork twice before. And this will be our first time playing outside of Cork. Oh, uh, why? It's our first Irish tour and our first tour. Um, we've, we haven't really toured the UK. We've played, like, Most around places. the UK. <laughs> um, but we haven't done, like, a tour. So there's no. loads of places. <laughs> we, we haven't. We've never played Newcastle. We've never played Liverpool. Um, We've never played Brighton or Bristol. Glasgow. We've never played Scotland. Yeah, there's loads of places that we're like, oh my God, how come we haven't gone there yet? Yeah. Um, But we've played Sheffield and Leeds a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sheffield and Leeds, (laughs) Nottingham. We've done London twice. Um, What's London like to play? uh, Yeah, it was nice. Uh, We played in Kingston, uh, our friend's band's last gig. They're called Losing Sleep. Yeah, that was really good. R.I.P. And they invited us down after we played with them in Leeds on... A tour before, mm. uh, and that was nice. Yeah, full of their friends and fans it was good. And we
3: played DIY Space for London as well, which is amazing. Yeah, it's a great venue. Yeah. Um, that was great. We played with Crywank. Wank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, I mean, a He's
2: he's great. We started yeah. talking about him yesterday because I tried to get him a gig in the <laughs> when he was touring here. He saw that Wheelands in Dublin. Did he? Yeah, you know he's he's just kind of like a YouTube famous kind of in a way like but he's got like this cult DIY following yeah. as well so quite young quite fans young fans well. but then quite like DIY older fans like him too I think yeah, yeah and he's like it just it's drums and acoustic guitar but it's like pretty like heavy going fast mm-hmm. and stuff and it's his lyrics are absolutely so sad core <laughs> <laughs> but you know kind of funny yeah, yeah. Uh, quirky um.
1: yeah. he's he's quite like He's got a good musical knowledge as well. He's one of these people that just like knows every band that's ever existed. And he
2: likes (laughs) us. He's very nice. He's very nice. (laughs)
0: That's good. Uh, Just because you mentioned enemies there, I was thinking like that you're doing the math rock pop punk thing uh, so well. Um, But it seems like that kind of genre of music, which was so strong in Ireland like 10 years ago when Richter Collective was there, it seems like it's kind of died away Mm -hmm. a little bit. Any thoughts on that? We're
1: just living in the past. (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Chronicle. laughs> Don't
1: want to go the most emo way to be. Yes. Yeah.
2: The sad thing is, I wasn't really into it back then. I was you missed it. such a punk rock <laughs> kid. I mean, oh, you I were into like, into like, like into the further. Really? F- yeah, I was just into like American Scarf. fast punk rock scar for a bit when I was much younger. Yeah.
0: I still think Les and Jake are really good.
2: Absolutely. I yeah. Could yeah. have seen them last mm. year. I didn't. But yeah. They're great. Yeah. Um, um, well,
0: uh, yeah, it yeah. Sucks.
4: Basically. Like enemies
0: are gone, Coupier are gone, yeah. like all of the Richter Collective IBC, bands are gone. Yeah. You
2: still have Alarmist, who are really good enemies yeah, kind of style. True. but I don't know who came first. Yeah,
1: and there's still, there's still kind of bands, Yonin like Redneck Manifesto. Up, yeah. mm. and Yonin mm-hmm. and like Chancer and like there are kind of like mm. bits and pieces from people. And you yeah, like have
2: watch from far, of course. Yeah. Which is I guess heavier mm-hmm. than enemies and stuff, but... Yeah. yeah. But
4: yeah. if
3: you want yeah, to... For the math scene, if you want to check out the Fecking Bahamas compilation, you can listen yeah, to that's some obscure like Irish yeah, math, math mm-hmm. bands. And stuff.
1: Fecking Bahamas is like a math rock blog, yeah. and every year they release like a compilation of a different country, and they did Ireland last year. And I mean, there's what, like 25 mm, bands yeah. on it or something? Hmm. So it's like, they they are out there, but there doesn't seem to be like as cohesive a scene as there was like 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Then I don't know in Cork like that a lot of that was like centered around like the quad and like LiveWire presents and like even Myrtleville a little bit as well. Um, so I can I think it just kind of depends on who's around. Mm. And
4: who's uh,
2: they had the kind of <laughs> tropical kind of math rock sound. I think we're a little tropical, but a bit more. Emo. I guess emo, pop-punk <laughs> sort of thing. And I think we're between two genres that kind of hate each other a little bit. Yeah, I think that's quite nice. Kind of. You have all these twinkly emo bands with amazing guitar riffs and stuff, and like, they're not even riffs, they're just like solo for the whole damn song. Yeah. Like, yeah. Algernon, Cadwallader is my favourite band in that <laughs> song, or like Blockamora or something. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, I think math rock has a tradition of being seen as pretentious, kind of like prog rock. Yeah, like, twiddly. Like you have to be like properly trained to play it kind of thing or you have yeah. to be you know Yeah, know it, was, to it play is it.
1: almost like classical guitar like that same kind of like you need to know your scales and yeah. like you have to have 55 pedals and all that kind
2: of shit. So I feel like we abused the math rock genre a little bit but um, yeah. we have <laughs> elements that are yeah. math rock.
3: And when you're like we're talking about being part of the scene and, and stuff like that I think we, we well I personally really enjoy being part of more the DIY kind of like it goes into punk type type stuff but it's just a bit more DIY than like the math rock scene. It's still DIY, but it's it's maybe more gives across a kind of image of a more polished type stuff. Yeah, movie. more elitist sort <coughs> kind of. But we play loads of DIY shows. Yeah. Uh, there's a great venue in Bradford called the One in Twelve Club that puts on like uh, all days DIY all days, and we've played in Sheffield like DIY venues yeah. and all over. And, and I don't know. The, the scene around that is really inclusive, yeah. and you get a lot of feedback from playing shows
1: and. Yeah, yeah there, um, there's yeah. like way more like women playing and like more like like visibly and outwardly queer bands and stuff like yeah. that in like the DIY scene so then we find it quite weird to play like more like math rocky gigs where it is like you know I'll be the only woman playing like for like a you know a day was like six bands or something and you're like come, come on. on you could have surely surely you could have like booked a different band yeah.
0: okay that kind of thing so yeah, yeah. that's interesting um <laughs> You're playing Clannad Guitar Fest International Guitar Festival yeah. today, so people will have already missed that. But what other dates <laughs> are you playing uh, in Ireland? You're so play- we're
1: doing Wednesday, the twenty seventh is Dublin. So we're playing the Bowery Bar there, which apparently the stage is a ship. So oh right, Cork.
4: yeah, in
0: Dunleary um, or something, is that Rathmines? Rathmines.
1: So yeah, we're doing we're doing four dates with Chancellor, So there's Dublin on Wednesday, and um, Cork on Thursday in the Poor Relation. Friday, we're doing Limerick, mm-hmm. which is Pharmacy Bar. Limerick. Um, Limerick! <laughs> Rock City! Yeah. Uh, with Van Panther. Van Panther, I'm really
4: excited to see. They're
1: really good. And then Saturday is Galway, we're doing Upstairs in the ocean Dove.
4: Mm. Very
0: good. And what are the plans after that then? UK tour? We've got,
1: We've
4: got a lot of dates, dates on Saturday, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. playing every weekend in October. Yeah, we're
1: doing Sheffield, Leeds, Nottingham, Manchester. We're playing I think that's uh, everywhere. Six in Sheffield
3: we're playing the 13th we have our take just release just look just look it up yeah take <laughs> release uh, we're, we're an EP, uh, doing an EP release show yeah. on, the, on the 13th we're playing in with Sheffield. a really good band called
2: Fez who I can't wait to play with that's what at the end of October, October.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. got so, loads yeah. of gigs so we've just got too many gigs so,
2: yeah. <laughs> tour maybe next year maybe like a proper tour in like April, May
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and an album and all of that stuff
1: yeah yeah, sure. Next year, no problem. No
2: <laughs> problem, I've got a PhD to finish. Yeah, simple, yeah.
0: simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, you just released uh, your new EP, so I guess just enjoy that at the moment. Thanks, fans. Owen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm saying That's, fans can enjoy that, is, that at the moment. That, that is That'll the validation them over. that we crave. <laughs> yeah, so
0: enjoy your EP, guys. Uh, <laughs> you, you enjoy it. <laughs> I really enjoy it, yeah. I haven't started singing it in front of you yet, which I usually <laughs> do before uh, I interview all of my bands. But What's, um,
1: What gets stuck in your head the most? Sorry, uh, is that a really indulgent question to ask you? I
4: think uh, that is quite
0: a well, I, I just don't know many of the lyrics at the moment, but um, I that's do fine. I do remember peas from when you played it in uh, uh, a quarter black party oh, okay. earlier this year. So it was like, oh, they recorded it. Nice, so yeah. that's good. I like we the recorded
3: last. it and we added a chorus to
1: it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we used to play it live
3: without
2: any vocals. Like, like there's one something
1: bit. missing here.
2: Mm.
1: Oh yeah, of course.
2: That was another spur of the moment studio thing. Yeah. It's like, hey, this song needs a chorus. We should probably write one right now. <laughs> Let's just write it. Yeah. Wow. You just came up with it like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's yeah. I, I wish there was more, like, of a, an art to the way we yeah. come up with lyrics. But usually, it's not my strong point anyway. And I think we do it best when we collaborate on it. So Definitely. And the only time we can do that is when we lock ourselves in a room and say, we have to do lyrics for this song. Today. today. Or
1: else it doesn't get recorded.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's good to put ourselves under pressure and come up with something. Yeah. I mean, and I think,
3: like... Brian is the first one to tell you something stupid and, and, <laughs> and we we'll all we'll all be like no that's a ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. A ridiculous idea. Why do you can't But then
1: it? it's quite it's quite fun as well because like all like all of us will just be like no that's not right. Like you know if something doesn't sit well or doesn't like come across the right way then like someone will say something. But then we're also all a bit like I know this is really stupid, but it's kind of funny. Do you want to keep it anyway? Like, you know, something's like so ridiculous. We'll kind of like egg each other on and be like, yeah,
2: it's really stupid. I think the peas yeah. chorus is a bit like that. We, yeah. We, we, you know, a lot of the, the things in the songs we laugh about, like while well, we record it and then like burst out laughing as soon as you press stop. <laughs> And uh, do that for a while, and we were like, ah, oh, you know, can, yeah, I
3: think it after it. you've been recording for like two days, you a descent into madness. You yeah. just think, like, like just you're
0: anything like seems reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, we've gone too far. Uh,
0: I, I haven't asked you the most pressing thing and its final question just about um, British crisps versus Irish crisps. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they don't have snacks in, they don't have snacks. in they Sheffield.
3: Don't have it's not true. So there's... <laughs> oh my God.
0: So Snap, for
3: all the English people, there's like another crisp. I think it's called Snaps or Snacks. It's got like a dragon on the front. It's a rip And it's exactly the same as Tato's Snacks. So don't um, let them tell as, you that as, there isn't the as equivalent As someone crisp.
1: who didn't grow up in Ireland eating snacks, how can you tell us that it's the same, Chris? <laughs>
3: I've sampled both the same.
0: Anyway, crisps. You don't. You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. So what, Emma? What's your favorite um, British crisp? Like Mm. not available in Ireland. This is a tough choice because
3: Emma. Yeah, Ema has a serious addiction to crisps. (laughs) (laughs) To Irish crisps. This is what was the T-shirt? I guess the only
1: the only crisps that I can think of that are in the UK that are not in Ireland are squares, which are really good. They're like salt and vinegar. Squares. Thin. They're called squares, aren't they? Are they squares? They're squares. Yeah, they're squares. I was tra- I was gonna try and explain the texture, but I can't get into that. <laughs> it's
3: just like wafer thin crisps yeah. with the like like discos, really, really soft. Yeah, but they're vinegar. more
1: brittle than discos. Yeah, they're more crunchy.
2: Guys, we should probably write a song about crisps. Uh, oh. It's only a matter of time. But I just we've had done, a packet of
1: chipsticks earlier, and I'm so happy. <laughs> I can see it. They fill the void that banshee bones left in my life. <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, guys, and enjoy your gig tonight. I the lead crisps at you. <laughs> yeah. Were you up at the national gigs in Vicker Street?
5: Yeah, I went on Monday. I had to have a few meetings with Bryce and Aaron about future projects, so I went and I went to the gig. It was amazing. Oh. so I really just kind of coming down off it all today
0: Did you go to um, both of the Vickers Street shows? No
5: just so we had um, the festival was still on on Sunday so I went up on Monday saw Monday night and came back to night. Ah
0: oh, very good very good yeah. How did uh, how did they compare the, the National and Vickers Street versus uh, um, in the Opera House? It
5: was great I mean the, the thing about the National is every show has a different kind of energy about it like um, it's very different in the Street the room is very different I, I obviously preferred what we had in Cork I just think the upper house is such a great venue for what we were doing and I just watched actually this morning I watched the Bogatepec broadcast from there and it looked really beautiful but the, Vickery Street a different kind of layout the orientation different it's wider um, it felt really great it was very it was electric that was that was in a different kind of form. He kind of went to bit wild in the end <laughs> in Dublin. Wilder than he did in Cork. So oh, then... really? Yeah, yeah. He was throwing a lot of wine into the audience.
0: <laughs> he likes doing that. He threw a couple of cups of uh, of his drink yeah. into the crowd as well at Cork.
5: Yeah, yeah, he did. He did a lot more of that in Dublin. Yeah, it was
0: funny.
5: Uh, the audience so... loved it, though. The wilder he got, the wilder they got, you know.
0: They have such a devoted fan base, don't they?
5: Yeah, yeah, massively. I'd say there's potentially a lot of people, if anyone could, would have seen all of the shows in Ireland, you know? Yeah. Um, They're hardcore fans.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, that was kind of the culmination of the whole weekend. I know that Sounds from a Safe Harbour continued on to uh, Sunday as well. but Yeah,
5: some, Sunday was like the hangover cure, you know. It felt like you climbed the slide and got to the top of the slide on Saturday night with the National and Sunday was about just like sliding down, kind of bringing it. it was, Sunday was kind of much more gentle. Yeah, the, 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 it was kind of designed so that the National break was the climax, you know, what walk-up class.
0: I I only yeah. saw you once over the weekend on Saturday afternoon at um one of the people dance events that was on in Crane Lane and you were just saying how manic it was. I presume that it was less manic on the Sunday, was it? For you
5: Sunday for me was dreamy. Like I totally got to relax and um I didn't really get to move through the city in the same way, the Friday, Saturday, but on Sunday I had a total relax. I soaked it all up. Um, started to kind of take in the impact of it all too. It was, it was lovely. I was kind of over to to Nylar and the conversations, and yeah, it was really nice just to, to to sit back and enjoy some of it without having to, you know, run and worry and and you know pick pick up balls if they were falling. That kind of I did, there was no none of that for me in Sundays. Pure pure enjoyment.
0: Was your job kind of over the weekend just kind of like cooling down any pressure situations or like making sure everybody was where they were supposed to be on time?
5: Yeah. Yeah, like firefighting, like I wouldn't have been allocated to any one specific thing. I would have been where where it could have potentially have gone parachated or um, to make sure things were the way they should be. And Actually, funnily enough, um, Paratite was, on the barometer of the stress barometer Thursday was the most intense
0: Thursday was. funny
5: I don't know why I don't know why but Friday Friday and Saturday were relatively calm I, I was where I needed to be all the time and Sunday was just yeah dreamy Sunday was dreamy uh, but um there's so much about it that like until you're in it you don't really know what's going to happen you know so you just have to I was probably the one who knew the program most intensely in and most I don't know the word. My brain is literally like not even on seventy you
0: percent now. I I almost um, feel bad having like talking to you like a day after like you, you just came back from um from Dublin and uh yeah, yeah just, just the come down must be kicking in. Is it is it like uh like withdrawal symptoms Well it's like or I still
5: have a lot of residual come down to come <laughs> to come from Haven. 'Cause I literally did uh-huh. Haven a month ago and didn't get didn't get to catch my breath and went straight into Stan harvest. So I think I think I have like a lot of catching up with myself to do over the next few weeks.
0: But um, um, like you've seen uh, enough gigs to last you probably for the rest of the year over the weekend.
5: Oh yeah I mean, I'm i the last person you're going to see at a gig for a long time. Like I'm, fu- I'm so full of music I, I actually I'm happy. I'm. I'm bursting with music right now. <laughs> Delighted with myself, like, but, um, I'm just going to, yeah, probably just keep the head down. There's a lot of new projects in the horizon that, like, needs just a little bit of my head space. So I'm just going to keep the head down, get, get my head into those things, you know? Yeah. Um, like, the first immediate thing is I'm going to be working with Bryce, Bryce Tessner. I don't like the word manager, so I'm not, I'm not going to officially, not going to be called his manager, but, Kind of a creative collaborator or a partner, maybe we're thinking of. So I'd to go to London, I'd go for a, a few of a few the national shows and have a few meetings with Bryce, with publishers and stuff, and just get all of that kind of kicked off.
0: Wow. That's
5: yeah, amazing. I mean, and I'm going to be working in Eau Claire with just a an and I. Um, so I need to get, like, again, get my head in mass, maybe a trip to Eau Claire. To Wisconsin before the end of the year and just see see the ground and figure out what exactly they need to do but, so yeah it's all like dreamy I probably want to a job in Ireland in 2018 yeah it'll all be will all be different like Berlin Copenhagen America yeah it's great and obviously whatever whatever the roads the price roads take me um it's
0: like yeah um uh, just um, from our conversation beforehand, the, the last conversation, which I just about managed to salvage and type up for my website, um, like you were just talking about, you know, trying to create the energy in this festival mm-hmm. that would kind of reside mm-hmm. in Cork and just kind of give the city a bit of an energy. And like I yeah. I, I was talking to people over the weekend who were like, yeah, Cork is kind of struggling for venues at the moment and yet the festival Mm -hmm. still seemed like it did an amazing job of showcasing what was there especially with like I didn't get to go to it but Earden in uh, kind of Riordan's on Saturday afternoon sounded like it was amazing
5: it was incredible like many people felt that that was enough you know it felt like a festival in one building for five hours Um, yeah it was very very heavily curated like each experience had it's very kind of like the version Gano with the dancers was just blew everyone's minds. Each 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 one of the experiences were as special as the next. Um, but like you said, like we might be struggling for for venues and dedicated kind of music venues, but there are there are other kinds of like mean, art other kinds of spaces that like used in different ways can be as you know for someone who travelled into Cork, for example, who that didn't know the landscape very well. Um, you would you would maybe think that Reardon's operates like this all the time, and we all know that it, does, it doesn't do these kinds of events. But I know that they're interested in in um, broadening their reach and having more of these kinds of events. And you know, we tried we tried this as a kind of an experiment. I was walking around with Paul Montgomery in the building couple of months ago and oh, I kept seeing weird written, you know, and all their branding and all I could see popping out was ear den take the R and the s away and I was like, God, oh, ear den I was thinking about otherwise a kind of an inner ear, you come in the door and like I you didn't see it maybe, but um there's so many different rooms that provide different kind of feelings, you know. So you walk the building and I was like, God oh, imagine a an event where you're brought from experience to experience and you like play through the energy in each of the rooms. And yeah, we we did it then. So it was Azar Kazmir from Michelberger and I, who kind of came up with the idea together. I invite, I'd kind of had the meeting with Paul and then invited Azar over and he came up with the graphic identity of us. Um, and together we kind of programmed it. But yeah, it's definitely something to be repeated in the future.
0: And I I can't let you go without asking you about Bonnie Vere Justin Vernon over the weekend. I was I was trying to think who was busy who is the busiest person over the weekend. Maybe after the guys who organised the festival, and it's probably a competition between mm. the Desners and uh, Justin Vernon. He seemed to be everywhere.
5: Um, yeah, I think obviously they're the hard the, the three of them are the hardest working musicians in the world as far as I'm concerned. Like they. Every event that we've worked on together, and I'm so grateful to have done many of them with them, they just keep giving all the time. Like, they never stop. I don't know how they do I actually genuinely don't know how they do it. Um, but it, it it feeds them back. Like, they do get great kind of energy from us. It. it makes these kind of festivals different for them, you know what I mean. Uh, so they, yeah, all three of them worked super hard, and Colleen Murphy was, had a lot on slow moving clouds. I think from an Irish perspective, they did. They were they worked around the clock all week. You know, working with the dancers. They did blue with Saint Peter's with the dancers and just collaboration with Bryce for the mixtape on Saturday in, in Crane Lane. And then to end up on stage at the National. Like Danny was emailing yesterday, going, if it wasn't for the video evidence, he just wouldn't believe it actually happened. You know. It was a real moment for me as well, you know, because it's really important when we do these events around the world that we get to integrate with local sounds and local music and to see, and then like local for us is a national thing, you know, because this is now, it feels very much like the world is watching. So it was really good to see like Lisa and Soma Ringcals representing Ireland on that stage. Yeah. it's epic. I watched it back this morning and I was like, I can't believe that, that that actually happened.
0: Just like all three gigs together, you can't believe that happened?
5: Oh, the whole thing, really, but also that the Slow Moving Clouds ended up on stage with the National, you know. I mean, they played, they played four different events, like public events, they did the the Dance Project, the Mixtape, they played with the National, and then they had their own show on Sunday. Um, that set for me was one of the highlights of the there, just there's something very special about them.
0: Great. Um, and and yeah. did you get to go to all of the Opera House shows? Yeah,
5: I did. I did. Yeah, I'm delighted that I was at all of them. Yeah, amazing, incredible.
0: And now they're all just off on world tours, just starting in Cork yeah. and then off on their travels now for a couple of years, I suppose.
5: Yeah, 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 that's it.
0: Um, well, listen. It's it was a a great festival, and uh, I I'm looking forward to 2019. I don't know if you actually said, you know, at at your wrap up party on Sunday night or whatever. Like, we're definitely gonna do it.
5: Yeah, we're we're the thing about the festival is it kind of is taking on its own energy. Like it's so powerful on its own. You know, we didn't even know if we would do 2017, and then you know, the national ring saying wanna. To, to launch their tour with us, and you are like, oh God, okay, we have to do it. It kind of very, it came about very organically like that, and it feels like it will tell us what's going to happen, but it's already out there. You know, we didn't even have to say it. It's out there that it's happening in 2019. we we'll just have to call in, <laughs> make it happen.
0: Oh, yeah. and and did you go to the uh, Justin Vernon double piano thing in the Cork School of Music on Saturday? I,
5: I bawled like a baby, like it was. Yeah, I didn't think I had any tears left. But, <laughs> um, I had to like stick my face in my hands and get, try and get it together. It was incredible. Um, yeah, and to to have that, like the shout out thing that, you know, they, they're, to talk about like part, our personal connection now and that they'd do anything for me, I, I think I just that kind of sent me over the edge, you know. Did you see that one?
0: Um, the, Did you get the to see it yourself? Music. No, no, I didn't. Um, I I heard that was, everybody in Cork was trying yeah. to get in.
5: It was insane, and the generosity of him and Sean and and Michael to just do that, you know, to do Big Red and scene and just kind of you know take on the energy of the festival and and get into you know get into the spirit of it all and go, yeah, she sure, will do a few more shows. Yeah unbelievable
0: Unbelievable. I think that that's a a good way to wrap up Um, since from Safe Harbor 2017 I think as you said like in our previous chat like it will kind of live on in the city and I think that there are a lot of connections that have been made and a lot of um, friendships struck up that will hopefully live on and kind of breed new music and new like life into the city yeah
5: I mean if that's what a festival should do it should just like kick off a movement and I hope that that Samson Safe Harbour can can make can make things a bit better for the music venues and anybody, literally anybody who wants to get involved. Like you've been the last few days talking that we could do this, 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 you know, and dreaming about like what we would do for twenty nineteen and yeah, you know, we wanna go into coffee, coffee shops and bookshops and clothes shops and to launch the festival on the river and all these kind of things about like Showing off the architecture of Cork more, you know, the the landscape, not making it restricted to venues that would ordinarily have music. It, it 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 has the it has the the ability to be bigger and better, and we're certainly going to try to do that. But to but to maintain this like equality across the board for artists and audience and you know, none of the VIP stuff, you know, it's like, I think that's the, the thing that I'm most heartened about to see that, some, that that the reviews have picked up on that being such a positive thing. It takes, rip down all the barriers, you know, to break break the usual template. Um, and it was real. It wasn't just, you know, token. It was actually real, like, you know, and it worked. And it's something that, like, we would definitely want to maintain.
0: Yeah. Well, listen. Congratulations again, and thanks for chatting uh, this morning. As you're kind of still coming down from that high, I think it'll be a long, a long time coming down. But um, <laughs> like, in, enjoy yeah. not, you know,
5: enjoy feel, the quiet. I feel like I'm coming out of a general anaesthetic or something. <laughs> Alright. Thanks, a yeah. for talking, Mary. thanks, all. Okay, thanks, bye-bye. thanks, William. Cheers. Bye.